but I've actually given up coffee for a bit. Ah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and going, going to, somehow going to a coffee shop for a cup of tea just doesn't have the same feeling. No, no. You have to find a tea no. shop. <laughs> Power to live more with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy, and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello. My name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter, and today Joe's interviewing the infamous Paula Gardner of Scarlet Thinking. Regular listeners will know of Paula, she was our guest on show number two all that time ago, but also gets a regular mention as she introduces us to really interesting guests for the show. Joe and Paula met via business conference many years ago, and they've kept in touch ever since, meeting up intermittently to swap notes and support each other. Paula Gardner is a business psychologist and executive coach specialising in visibility. Based in London, Paula's work with businesses and individuals all over the globe. Visibility is often a subject that inspires ambivalence, and yet being visible is so crucial in today's digital, networked business climate. It inspires credibility and helps create a feeling of closeness at a distance. She's created her own leadership framework, scholar thinking designed to enhance many of the strengths of leadership. These include visibility of course and along with that social connections a sense of community authenticity the desire to leave a legacy and ethical leadership Puller also works with private clients and actively helps build their profile and visibility through press opportunities content and ghostwriting with a background that has included working in the music business owning her own pr company and working as a pr and marketing coach for literally thousands of business owners Business psychology was a midlife career change for Paula. It is a move that has allowed her to formulate programs that combine cutting-edge research with real-world business experience. Paula's work with organisations from diverse industries bring an added touch of creativity and new and interesting angles for participants. She is the author of two books, Do You Own PR and Get Noticed, and a member of the advisory board for the women's business club, SisterSnog.com, the co-founder of which, Hella Wozniak-K, was our guest on show number 22. Back to the studio. Today, I'm interviewing somebody that you hear about all the time on this podcast. I'm actually interviewing Paula Gardner of Scarlet Thinking, who recommends loads of guests to us. So we're always mentioning Paula. And in fact, Paula has been a guest on the show already, but I used to ask different questions and she had a different business then. So really pleased to get you back on, Paula. Thanks for joining me. Hi, Jenna. Thank you for thank you for asking me along. Yeah, you're so so you're our first second timer. <laughs> Am I really? <laughs> you are. So yeah, you get mentioned probably every other week. <laughs> anyway, and you've been on it before, and now you're on it a second time. I'm really really impressed. <laughs> like so, so much, I came back. Yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. So things have changed since we last spoke, and we probably last spoke on here um, on the on the show. I mean, obviously, you speak more often than that. Um, two years ago, maybe. Um, and yeah, I think it was a bit longer than that. Yeah, was it three years ago, is it? So, uh, so yeah. Mm -hmm. So you've you've changed your business quite considerably since then. So, so tell us what you do, and and tell us a bit of you know what's what's happened for you since we last got you on. Yeah, so when I was last on, I was running a business called Do Your Own PR. So basically, I was coaching um, business owners in how to do their own PR. And um, one of the things that I often came up against was that uh, my clients would... Um, well, I, could, I could tell my clients how to do their PR and help them a little bit with it. But sometimes there would be blocks. They wouldn't actually do anything. Um, <clears throat> obviously, sometimes it was down to time issues and so on. But I noticed there were um, a lot of clients that actually were very nervous, not so much about doing their PR, but about becoming more visible, about raising their profile. And it felt a bit vulnerable and out there to them. So since the last program, I've actually been back to uni to do a master's in business psychology to really help me dig down to the reasons um, underneath um, their sort of nervousness around PR. So that's what I do now. So I've renamed my business from PR to Scarlet Thinking. And although it's still around helping people raise their profile, it, it a lot of it is the um, sort of getting rid of hang-ups and working with people to help them become more confident, more assertive and more comfortable with the whole idea of, of being out there and in the public eye. Wow. <laughs> mm. So quite a, a big shift, albeit, you know, with sort of links to, to what you did before. So, so, yeah. So let's explore that a bit more. So, Tell us why you do what you do. So why you have your own business and and do the things you do, but also a bit more about that that change and, and what you've now seen offering something different, but still sort of along a similar theme, but much more about the, the person, the people bit. Mm. So why my own business? Well, to be honest, I've been self-employed since I, since my early 20s. Um, and uh, I honestly couldn't imagine... Uh, doing anything else. I love working for myself. I have the best boss in the world. Um, you know, I can work really hard, but at the same time, I, you know, have, I have a great lifestyle. Um, so, um, yeah, that, that's why I run my own business. Mm -hmm. And so the yeah. change to the, to the new uh, focus, obviously you did your and, um, you know, had spotted a, a sort of an issue, I guess, with 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 the, the clients that you were working with, and you've sort of filled the gap almost with your learning as well. Um, mm. What are you finding different now? Now that you're working in a different way with, I guess, similar people in some ways. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's not just business owners that I work with now, though. I do actually work with people in um, in corporates because a lot of people, you know, as they get um as they sort of advance up the the positions become a lot more public oh. and they're expected to be brand ambassadors um which may be something that they're not actually used to or haven't had to do before yeah. um actually it's a lot more fulfilling 
So in the past, PR coaching is almost like you do this, you do this, and it's almost a formula. Yeah. Um, but this is really individualized. So you get to hear people's stories, you know, who they are and, and why they think in a certain way. Um, so it's hugely fulfilling. You connect with people a lot more. Mm. Um and um, so, for instance, last year I, I took five people out to Verona and we, I did a, a visibility retreat. And, um, you know, we really got to know each other very well, our stories, our family stories. And, um, you know, they, they came back, you know, very much changed. So mm. somebody started um, an extra arm to their business. Somebody said so we have a non-person singer who's you know really her career has really gone into overdrive um yeah so it's it's it's, i suppose it's personally fulfilling doing the work but also it's very fulfilling seeing people change and and um and fly (laughs) lovely so you you talked about enjoying your lifestyle and that's you know part of the reason why you have your own business and i know from the changes you've made in your business that you've sort of really built in stuff that you enjoy like the travel you know when you talk in terms of your your retreat so how how do you prioritize what you do in your in your work and and your life and and how do you sort of integrate that oh that's a really good question um i suppose it is a question that i'm actually asking myself right now (laughs) because for the last two you know for the last two years i've been doing my masters so uh it has been a lot of it has been work and study so um yeah very full-on so i did it part-time so obviously working in the week and then uh either at uni on the weekends or studying on weekends so that's that's come to an end now um and uh so i'm sort of having a little bit of a, a reshift of, of priorities around and i can't say that i've actually worked it out but um bring yes but bring in more more social life more more rest um mm. so i suppose I'm, I'm in transition to that ideal at the moment mm-hmm. yeah and the, so the the retreat for example was that part of that that process because you know it involved that travel and uh, tell me or tell the audience like because i think I, I know you you um part of the the learning was around leadership of a particular family in history in italy wasn't it sort of thing tell, tell us a bit more about that yeah so there's a family called the della scala family and they ruled verona um for over a century during medieval times it's quite a notorious family um if you've heard of the borgias you'll you'll sort of have a little idea of of what they might be like so you know they sort of ruled by force for a lot of the time there's family feuds brother killed a brother um, poisoned him um, they um, took over neighboring provinces of Padua and Venice by force so lots you know lo- lots of intrigue very Machiavellian um, not just that family it was it was it was that time in history yeah and um, lots of very strong male figures and yet there is one woman um, Beatrice uh, um, Della Scala and for me she really stands out so she she was married to um, 
a ruler who was by all accounts apparently quite violent very angry person and she acted as the the go between between him and other heads of state um and she was very able, much able to calm him and um I wouldn't say manipulate, but but able to, to get him to do certain things that other people couldn't. Yeah. She um, used a lot of her own personal fortune to help rebuild areas that had been destroyed by the family feuds. Um, and yet she wasn't a pushover. When her own family tried to defraud her out of an inheritance, she gathered an army together and, and uh, you know, mar marched for what what was hers mm. so for me she's she really stands out as um a strong leader but a fair leader somebody that's um yeah that's quite luminous in a way and she founded uh, a church um which was named after her um della scala uh, but that church is now you know it's long gone yeah but basically the la scala opera house is built on that site um which has taken her name which i think oh. is really fitting yeah, yeah. so yeah. Yeah. her legacy has, has lived on um and i think that's lovely mm. so i use her as an example of um you know what i think is is um you know radiant and ethical leadership i mean we don't know it's it's historical but you know from the bits and pieces that i've picked out certainly in contrast to the rest of her family yeah um the best leadership that was around at that time yes yeah yeah i just i mean i love love the story it's, it just sounds like a really interesting story to explore further but i just love the fact that you've taken you know something that's of, of an uh, you know part of your interests and mm. woven it into your business so that you know it's a real you know real win-win isn't it that you get to do what you love doing sharing what yeah. you're doing with people but also you know getting paid for it and, and helping people along the way as well yeah yeah because i first came across her um when i went to verona quite a few years ago and i was going on a tour and um you know tour guide was telling us about the family and there's these beautiful very gothic tombs in Verona I was looking at those and I sort of had this whimsical fantasy of, of coming coming back to Verona and, and doing an MA in history mm. and uh, of course that that didn't happen <laughs> I did my MSc in, in business psychology but somehow yeah I still managed to, to weave the family in there yes yeah yeah, yeah. exactly so how do you get stuff done in your in your business and in, in your life how do you sort of manage the 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 process i mean obviously you do a bit of traveling you you sound quite flexible in what you do but i know you get through a lot so how do you make that happen um i plan my week ahead each week i think about what i you know not just what needs to get done but what i would like to achieve by the end of that week yeah and break it down into lots of little small tasks so that's quite nice ticking them off as, the, as they go um and you know seeing yourself move forward with them mm -hmm. um so that's one main thing that i do um i have a file of facts that everything's written in um so very much um i can see how much work i have to do mm. um I mean, just even without looking at the work, you know, if if 
the pages look full i know there's too much in there um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah so it's just a visual sort of representation of um how much work I've, i have on um, because of the the masters and also i'm doing my uh, icf my international coaching accreditation i've done a, quite a few or quite a lot of work in the evenings and over the weekends yeah for the last couple of years and that's just had to be the way that it is but i'm you know cutting that out now um for quality of life mm -hmm. um i find it interesting you talk about philofax you were i think the one of the first people on the show who well, I'll say one of the first, I think you'll probably show two. So you, you will have been who talked about paper and we laughed because I, mm -hmm. I, you know, do quite a lot with technology. As you know, I don't really use paper anymore. Um, but literally almost everyone since has talked about paper and talked about the fact that, you know, they really love using paper based products, whatever those might be. And I, I was remember mm. back to you saying it, <laughs> you weren't, you're not the only one, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's quite funny because sometimes if I'm if I'm with a client in town, you know, we'll pop into Liberty's stationery yeah. um, section or, or somewhere like that, and um, have a sort of you know a browse through all the beautiful, beautiful notebooks, leather bound, you know, the thick paper and so on. Um, and uh, and yeah, when I'm on my retreats, it's something that I like to to give my clients, and that's um, amongst other things in their goodie bag, and that's always always one of the favorites yes yeah. yeah 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 lovely so what about tools and apps so you know i know you do use technology what 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 things do you use aside from your uh, paper based products <laughs> uh we've just got a little echo dot for the house oh cool yes <laughs> yeah i've so just been playing around with that um, we like doing um request nights we had a, a little party with our friends on friday night and we got the echo dot out and everyone was shouting there Amazon Music requests at it. I, I was looking back at the history the next day. They played Gingangooli, <laughs> oh, your Scout song. <laughs> so, yeah. So it got a bit uh, out of hand, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's quite fun. Um, apps that I use, Canva's quite handy. Yeah, yeah, love um, that. I have. Um, I think it's called Notepad, which is just basically a little note-taking uh, app on my phone, and you can decide what colour your notes are, so you can colour code it for shopping lists or you know client notes and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and it's really, really basic, but I find that really useful. Mm -hmm. um, and um, yeah, just a way of capturing capturing my notes if I haven't got. Um, a notepad with me and there's um, also an app called ACR which you can uh, basically record phone conversations oh okay so if you're um, you know if you're having sort of a, an onboarding session with a client um, I can you know I can record the phone conversation and send them a copy mm, mm. So that, that's quite useful yeah yeah not come across that one that sounds good mm. cool lovely so what about um, other people helping you to, to get things done? Do you do you have people that you outsource anything to? Do you have um, people who help you, whether it be work or life, to get stuff done? Not at the moment. I have done in the past. I mean, it would have been lovely to outsource the masters. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, so it's been it's been quite full on me doing stuff, really. Yeah. Um, 
yeah for the last the last couple of years mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah um but in the in the past when i've worked with people a little you know tool what well, a little action that i found hugely useful is to um record a little video if you want you know to show how something is done yeah which builds up into a library mm. of videos and get stuff done yeah um, so rather than have them you know because quite a lot of people don't get it the first time so rather than have to tell them again and again there's a video showing showing them so mm-hmm. I, found, I think i found that's the most useful tip that somebody gave me yeah yeah definitely i do that with my va um yeah. uh, as you say I, I sort of send written instructions as well but uh, the the videos as you say can really help to sort of highlight those things that it's really difficult to describe or if you don't really yet get what you're doing then actually seeing somebody else doing it can be much more helpful can't it yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah cool so what about self-care how do you how do you keep yourself healthy how do you look after yourself um i do like to build in space that's really important for me Mm. um yeah it's one of my top values so um you know, it, it is bliss when I, I look in my, in my, you know, I'm talking about looking at the week ahead, when I look in, in my file of facts and see that I've got a couple of days with nothing in it, um, in them. Um, and obviously I will still be doing stuff, doing work stuff, but yeah. it, it's that sort of work that requires deep thinking mm. um, and, you know, sort of work that you need, slow work, stuff that you need to think about. Um or it could just be space for me just to have time to think or, or to spend exercising or walking or or whatever it might be. Um, so I think just have, yeah, having, having that space for me to use as I want is really important for me. How do you so, make that um, happen? It's sort of in, in practical, practical terms. Do you block out the time at the beginning yeah, of the week or the month or how does that work? I block it out. That's mm. that's first thing that I do. Um, I've also become much better at um, say no to things, even things that I think well that'd be quite nice. But you know, if I've got to go into town just for you know one thing that's quite nice, and then come back out of town again, that's a whole you know at least half a day gone. Yeah. Um, so either being very clever and putting it together with other things or just, you know, actually saying no, that that isn't the best use of my time. Yeah. 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 I think that's a really yeah. key sort of skill to, to develop, isn't it? I think um, there's so many reasons why we say yes to things when we should be saying no, you know, whether that be fear of missing out or um, feeling obliged, being helpful to other people, you know, whatever those other things are. I think it's really sort of important to um, understand how important our time is and, as you say, that space is to, to us and then work out what's getting in the way of it. And it more often than not is doing things either for other people or just because we didn't think of a way of not doing it. <laughs> sort <Yeah>. of. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of these things look great, you know, great invitations. But, yeah. you know, trying to have a day when you're getting stuff done, then it, it – you know, something something has to go. Either the, the work has to go, or your personal time has to go, mm. or the the little thing that you were invited to has to go. Mm. Yeah. 
Now, do I remember from last time we spoke that you have little um, rituals around sitting in your garden and things like that, or was that one of our other guests? No, I do do that. It may have been me. It may have been someone else. <laughs> but certainly, yeah, certainly when it's nice, I like to have breakfast out of the garden and, um, yeah, create that space around that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought I remembered yeah. that. Um, so exercise, yeah. I think you're a swimmer, aren't you? Are you still a swimmer? I swim. I like going to dance classes, um, try and walk as much as possible. Mm. Um, I've recently taken to, <laughs> it's not very glamorous, but recently taken to, to carry in a shoe bag around with me so that I'm able to, to you know, to walk. Um, ah, I was thinking for extra weight, you know, like army people put things in their backpack. <laughs> oh, that's real commitment. But you just mean so that you've got comfortable shoes for walking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So a pair of trainers. So, yeah. you know, I actually remember and, and I'm more, I'm more votive, motivated to to walk. Yeah. 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 It's interesting because I am. Um, a couple of years ago, started to wear fit flop shoes. So I bought some mm. actual, you know, summer ones, like look a bit like flip flops, but they're not. Um, and then I've sort of followed because they, their range changes all the time. And, and I seem to just be replacing all my shoes <laughs> with flip flops one way or the other. Yeah. Um, but as much as anything else, it's because I don't have to worry then. I can always walk because, you know, even now when I go training, I remember Googling, um, can I wear Oxford shoes with a dress? <laughs> because they had yeah. some really nice patent black, shiny uh, Oxford shoes, but they were flip-flops, so they've got the nice sole, so they're really comfortable. And I thought, you know, I wear heels yeah. when I go training, and I'm standing up all day. My feet end up hurting. You know, is there another option? And I, and I, I, I obviously chose to read all the articles that said, yes, you can, as opposed to all the ones that said no. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I realised, I was saying to someone the other day that uh, – in order to wear um, tights, I couldn't just wear black ones because then I look like a policewoman. <laughs> so I have to wear patterns so that they look interesting. Mm. <laughs> but it's funny because it now means wherever I am, whatever I'm doing, I can always just walk without without having to carry the shoe bag. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. And it certainly transformed my trips to London because those used to be quite traumatic because there's quite a lot of walking mm. in London, isn't there, by the time you've done yeah. tubes and everything. Yeah. yeah. Ah, oh, funny. So what about um, relaxation? So we've talked a bit about sort of some of the exercising activities. You talked about sitting in your garden. You like travelling, I suppose. That could that mm. could count, couldn't it? Uh, but you just Definitely. you come across as someone who's sort of crafting your life quite carefully now around these sorts of things. Is that fair? Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm making sure that travel's in the, in the diary, that there's time for it. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is a friends because my social life has, has suffered a bit over the last couple of years, um, you know, with going to uni. So really reconnecting with friends and building regular things into the diary mm. um, is really important for me. Um, and that, that that's actually a big part of my relaxation. Yeah. Is, yeah, just meeting people and going for dinner or um, even a walk with them is, is really nice. Mm. Um, and, and one of the, the beauties of working for yourself is that, you know, quite often clients or people that you meet through networking, you know, become, even though they're, they're business contacts, they become friends. So it, it's a lovely um, 
sort of enmeshment of or enmeshing of of work and and play that Mm. I I really like yeah yes yeah yeah me too we've been friends for a long time now haven't we yeah (laughs) Yeah. um so what about um learning and improving yourself and stuff I, I know I know obviously you've just done your university um and you're doing your coaching qualifications so you're clearly somebody who you know is developing all the time um but I know that mm. you have some really good re- uh, sort of resources before and we often share things that we've come across that that we like so what's your latest recommendations of of stuff that we should look at I think at the moment it, it's books for me books and audible and um i seem to have this picked up this habit that when anybody mentions a book not necessarily a, a non-fiction learning book it could just as much be a novel and and they rave about it then i go and pop it on my amazon list yeah and uh i've come across some amazing books that way um so somebody a while ago was talking about a novel called the power where um it's sort of the sci-fi Margaret Drabble type type novel, and it's not the sort of thing that I would usually read, but I, you know, put it on my list, got it, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, so that way, I've I found that I'm quite open to to new things, and I would say probably about seventy five percent of the things, the books that I've I've read, um, I've really enjoyed. Yeah. So that that's my my little thing at the moment. If someone talks about a book that they've enjoyed or found useful then um you know i um i get it yeah and give it a go yeah so have you um read i just got given one by my friend kathy who was podcast number one um a book that she recently read that i had heard about and wanted to read and then she saw the speaker somewhere i'd listened to him on a podcast she saw him speak and got the book i'm just about to read it it's called be more pirate no I haven't (laughs) (laughs) so I heard him on a podcast and she said he was a brilliant speaker in in the event they went to and basically he has researched all the the stuff around pirates in the golden age of piracy you know like 300 years ago or whatever not not the the Somali sort of stuff now but um and how their the way that they operated has so many sort of um connections to how things are now or how they could be now um, with the way that society mm. and, and work is changing. And um, yeah. given your business psychology stuff, I think you'll probably find it really interesting. So there's my little rec- recommendation for you. Okay. <laughs> my list then. They talk about things like, you know, that they, you know, whilst they were obviously going and stealing money and things, they, you know, if people behaved well when they took over their ship, then they treated them well in return and, and things like that. So um, there, was, there was quite a lot of honour uh in Mm. those days um and community and all that sort of stuff but also a bit of rule breaking which uh appealed to kathy so um yeah so i've I've got it uh sitting ready to be read so uh there you go i'll recommend that to you as well we can swap notes (laughs) (laughs) lovely um so what about um routines then we talked about sitting in the garden um have you got things that you you know regularly do uh, whether it be you know daily morning evening weekends once a week whatever it might be to keep you you know doing things yeah. on a regular basis well quite interestingly one of my routines up until recently has been to go to a, a local coffee shop and 
again having that it's having that space away from you know the home office on my own i can think about things or plan to plant stuff but i've actually given up coffee for a bit oh (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um and going going somehow going to a coffee shop for a cup of tea just doesn't have the same feeling no no you have to find a tea shop (laughs) yeah yeah so I'm, i'm sort of I'm routineless on, on that one, so looking for a, a, a new routine. Um, but I mean, but other routines that I have, um, I find myself getting up earlier and earlier. I think I'm turning into my dad. <laughs> and um, so, you know, I'm quite regularly getting up. You know, I don't know, maybe six, six thirty, which is much, much later than I used to, earlier than I used to get up. Yeah, and. Um, so again, having that time to either um, plan or sometimes it's quite good to have that that time to to get on with stuff, and then then a good chunk of work is is done before breakfast. Yeah, you're one so of these a bit lions, of aren't you? Pardon? <laughs> you're one of these lions from the book The Power of When. You're one of these people who's just like you know, oh, my day's done by six o'clock. <laughs> I'm not even up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I'm not. Well, I haven't been in the past, but yeah, it's just yeah, it, it's changed. It's very weird. Although, of course, the the other the other uh, the other end, you know, by half past nine, I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, I'm a bit sleepy. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I suppose it has to go somewhere. But I think I might have said on the podcast recently, I was trying to get little Dodsy to go to bed, and uh, I was saying to her, um, "Come on, you need to go to bed." You know, it's like really late. Cause she's terrible. She's like me. She just doesn't want to go to bed at night. I said, you like sleeping? She went, yes, but only in the mornings. <laughs> yeah. And that's true, you see. But when you get up early, you like to sleep in the evenings as well, don't you? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah, let's, let's think. What could your ritual be? You, you, you need a tea shop or you need um, some, some shop that sells a lovely drink that um, you really like that you can indulge yourself in um, that mm. isn't coffee, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I do that. I try. I, I'm finding. I do find. I think we might have talked about this last time, actually. That um, being in different environments enables me to be much more productive. So you know, even if it's on a train or in a coffee shop or you know at somebody else's house or whatever, I get seem to get much more done. So I'm trying to engineer opportunities yeah. to do that more, so that you know I'm not distracted by being at home. Even though you know I'm not distracted half the time, I'm just procrastinating <laughs> and finding distractions. So. What about if things don't go right? If you have one of those days where it all goes a bit pear-shaped, what do you do? How do you handle that? I've become much better at handling that, actually. Oh, I, is that um, the business psychology yeah, degree? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it all helps. I'm much better at, um, well, and age and wisdom too. But I'm much, yeah, much easier to, able to um, think about what what you know what can you learn from that did you do something wrong was it you was it them was it just circumstances or um uh, just yeah just looking at the situation taking the learning and then then letting it go whereas a few years ago I might have you know sort of like um worried about it or got into rumination yeah um yeah I mean you know, a lot of my friends, they, you know, things like they've lost their parents over the last couple of years. You know, their parents are ill. You know, you see all, all this going on and and bad day at work is, is nothing in comparison, really. No, no. And is that, do you think that's what's helped to make that change? Just 
sort of getting older and seeing these things happen or, or have you, you know, actively changed your perspective or learned something that's made that difference? I think it's one of the factors. Um, yeah, definitely one, one of the factors. Hmm. Uh, but also what I do now is is different. So, you know, a bad day is, to be honest, I can't think back. I can't remember the last bad day that I that I've had. Mm. Whereas, um, you know, actually doing in in my in my past life doing PR for clients, you quite often got bad days because you know you'd be working all day to to try and get your your clients some coverage, and then it, it wouldn't happen because it wasn't right, or you know it got edited out, or so on. So mm. there were lots of disappointments there. Yeah. Um, and I guess yeah, I, don't, doing... I don't have that same sort of work anymore. No, and I guess you're developing people, which in itself provides some sort of um, really positive feedback when you see those changes in people and and yeah. their confidence grow and all that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So on a day when you end the day knowing that you've had the chance to live more, and I talk about living more as being uh, the opportunity to do what you want to do and not what you feel you have to do or you should do, what what does that day look like? No connections. I've connected with with somebody. So you know, it might just have been spending time with my family. I mean, I love long, lazy Sunday lunches. Or it could have been, you know, meeting. Could have been afternoon tea with a friend from Kent, as we did recently. And we did. I was thinking that way. Thinking about crafting our lives and our business to suit ourselves. That was that was a particularly good example, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, what one thing that I've learned and accepted about myself is I, I'm not a particularly I'm not a person who's particularly good at small talk. Mm. I quite like the deep stuff, and I find it easier to do the deep stuff. Yeah. So you know, having a good political conversation or um, you know a deep sort of psychological delve is for me is really fulfilling and really mm. you know connecting with people. Um, it's interesting. So that, that, yeah, that's when I yeah. think my day's been really worthwhile. I had that very discussion just this morning about small talk. And it's funny, isn't it, how mm. um, I probably wouldn't have been able to articulate that in the past, but I've realised exactly that, that I go to events because I say, you know, I'm, I'm, I always say I'm quite introverted because I get my energy from being on my own. But then I talk a lot and I talk to people you know, quite deeply, but I think that's what it is. It's the fact that I want that deep conversation. And if I've got to go to an event where everyone's flitting around talking about the weather, that's not mm. anywhere near as fulfilling as, as you say, having those, you know, really, you know, I was, I was, I was on a, a, a trip recently with my choir and I got talking to a guy about his grandson and his adopted sons and how it all come about. And we were, they were mixed race and, and, you know, his, him and his wife aren't so we were talking about how in the 70s you know how was that perceived in the area they lived in all that sort of stuff really really interesting conversation mm-hmm. um and you don't get that when you've, you're just flitting past you know no officially do you you don't and it comes back to that time and space mm. because you have to create the time and space to, to do that so you know if you're you're rushing here there and everywhere going from one appointment to the next and and shouting something as you go out of the door you're not having those connections with people no 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 exactly 
Lovely. So um, thank you so much. We've we've um, covered different things to last time, obviously, as things have moved mm. on uh, with a little, you know, a little point back to some of the consistencies like the paper. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but tell people um, how they can find out more about you and actually, you know, mention your um, your groups that you do because they're really interesting as well. So uh, tell us a bit more about that. Okay, so um, my website is called scarletthinking.com and there you can find um, a little bit more about how I help people with their visibility. And the groups that, that Jo's mentioned are my mastermind groups. So I also run mastermind groups for business owners and these are around business, this basically it's for business owners who want to be more visible. So it's around supporting business owners in that way um you know giving them ideas on you know press that they can approach ways to increase their press coverage or um general profile social media and so on yeah and um but as well as support this accountability so basically helping people get get stuff done mm -hmm. yeah Lovely. Excellent. Well, thank you. Really appreciate you joining us. And um, again, thank you for all the lovely guests that you've sent us and will hopefully continue to send us um, so we can continue yeah. to give you those lovely mentions. Although we, we, we keep trying to rewrite the um, thank you to Paula Gardner a bit at the beginning. So it's not the same every week, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. No, no, thank you for having me on. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. All this information is available in the show notes on the website and if you use the link powertolivemore.com forward slash in this case 65 you'll be able to read them. As I said last week in September I'm starting a mastermind group all focused around reducing overwhelm, getting organised and uh, improving well-being. That's sort of the main thing, it's that whole thing about living more, so getting to do more of the things that you want to do. If you're interested in finding out more about that and getting involved, I have set up a waiting list, so please do get in touch, joe at joedodds.com. If you drop me an email, we can set up a time to have a conversation about what the mastermind group will be all about and see if it'll be a good fit for you. So um, please do get in touch, joe at joedodds.com. And a reminder that the show notes are at powertolivemore.com forward slash 65. And we look forward to speaking to you next week. Use your power to live more. 